We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lefty is on CFB Nation. Presented by Twisted T. Left, the bow tie was. Oh, you like I rocked it? The Buffalo bow tie, bro. Hey, <laughs> the Buffalo bow tie was impeccable. Okay, I appreciate that, man. I had to fix it. It was impeccable. About 30 minutes bro. I was fighting with it. You know, the bow tie is a little tricky. <laughs> yeah. That's so we, you know, I did watch Nebraska NIU. Last night, oh, you know, seeing you have NIU next week, so I could chop it up with you. Yeah, yeah. NIU got a pretty good program. They're they not, play hard. Not they play hard. They keep it close. Rocky Lombardi is so average at quarterback, but <laughs> they play hard. They do play hard. They, they'll be one of the contenders in the MAC. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Because they just the, – the, the team is tough. They may not be special in any spots, but they 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 tough to beat. They like a Utah. They like just a they gonna find a way to make it's it. It's crazy home. because you see Boston College almost beat Florida State and NIU beat Boston College at Boston College. At Boston College, yeah. Yeah. So oh who 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 else almost lost uh uh or started slow like that? Um everybody, Georgia, uh yeah, Georgia, yeah, that's all Alabama. See, let me tell you something, man. And people like to I saw somebody earlier say Georgia didn't look good. See, Georgia has this gear that no one else in the country probably has right now. Oh yeah, they they got a true Georgia just yeah, they just they have a <laughs> gear where they can hit it and nothing. You better watch out because we going we going we going all in for sure. And the second half, they hit that gear. And it was like, can't stop us. Mm, nah, it, it was just defensively, offensively. They just lined up and said, "Okay, we are about to wear South Carolina out in these trenches, bro." <laughs> and, it, and it's not, and it's absolutely nothing they could do. Yeah, you can't avoid it. Because Spencer played all right now. Spencer played all right in the beginning. Hey, he was running for his life in the first half, bro. I mean, in the second half, he was running for his life. He yeah. got to the point where he was ticked off. Like, 
Man. <laughs> I can't even get to my second read. No, no. Because Georgia is just, they just, they they got that that juice or that sauce right now. And he probably was frustrated because he thought he had them. He thought it, this was a different team and that they wasn't like last year. Because last year they had him really running for his life every play. So he thought, shoot, okay, this is ain't they ain't they ain't got them dudes. And then he found out they got some more dudes. It's <laughs> so funny because I'm sitting there and literally um Vern Lundquist is like, yo. He's just naming all of these names defensively, dude. He's like, yeah, all of these kids started in the national championship game as freshmen. I'm gonna shake in my head. Yeah, well. That's a hell of a uh, head start. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> it's a hell of a head start. You got young dudes that got more championship experience than in their first year fully starting over guys like, that have been playing for three, four years. You know, it's yeah. just like. <laughs> yeah. That's how you. Uh, that's how you do it. <laughs> if you want to be elite, that's how you do it. I mean. Hey. They got they got kids that are freshmen. They're like, yeah, I played the championship game. Yeah, I got like yeah. a couple tackles, and I know yeah. what it feels like, looks like. You know, we scored 63, so everybody got in on that one, you know. So, yeah. so South Carolina, tough. Psh, we played the championship. Yeah. What you mean? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're looking for last-minute tickets to this weekend's big matchup between Notre Dame and NC State, or the battle for the Cyhawk Trophy between Iowa and Iowa State, maybe heading to Tuscaloosa to watch Texas and Alabama, or any other matchup in the Week 2 action, Game Time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. 
Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code CFBNATION for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. And again, create an account and redeem code CFBNATION for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. That's GameTime.co. Wyoming had it close against Texas. Yep. Uh, that Alabama-USF game, which, by oh, the stop. way, I would, I would like to say somebody on this podcast said USF was going to give Alabama a little bit more than people thought, and it was I, this guy who covered U- USF week one. I, I told you, just like I told you about Central Michigan. Hey, they, boy, they, they got some cats that can burst the pass off the edge that – they got it's like when you got good coaching, you'd be surprised how really even skill wise a lot of these teams are. USF, 90% of them are from South Florida. That's a a, a boatload of talent down there. <laughs> so with the right coaches, they're gonna give anybody problems. It's just they may not be the best all around, but when you include factors of we overlooking y'all. Uh, you know, y'all come into our place. Yeah. Your guard is down. But hell, when you got good coaches, you're going to give a team that's going to believe in themselves. Cause they're like, oh, shit, we just got to do what you say. And, right. we'll, and we'll fall into some good, some good results. See, that's what happens. So a good coaching staff will always bring out the talent of a team, even when you least expect it. And, and that's exactly what USF does. I mean, they just beat, almost beat Alabama uh, with the with the same coaches that they had at Tennessee. Yeah. They just was Tennessee with lesser talent. I mean, well, you know, a program in rebuild mode. Still no excuse for Alabama team that looked like Notre Dame the past 10 years where they should have beat them 50 to nothing but made it close the whole way through. So we starting to see where our problems lie. Because we just transferred the problems from you, from us to you. <laughs> yeah. 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 And last but not least, regardless of what you think about him, the oh, the Colorado game is a spectacle on a weekly basis, bro. Yep. It just is. It's just the news that it, it's it, like it, Lakers. You it, just got to watch them. You got to watch. It, it just is. Um, let me tell you something, man. That whole Jay Norville thing, whatever, man. Is that the head coach of Colorado State? Yeah. He but, reminds me of the, he reminds me of the coach from uh the HBCU that had a problem with Dion. Yeah. He yeah. reminds me of him. Yeah. But that 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 clown safety from Colorado State. That hurt Travis that, Hunter. That hurt Travis Hunter. Man, suspend that dude for a game. Yeah. Yeah. Because you heard college football. He's a clown, man. <laughs> you heard yeah, college football. So now I don't get to watch Trav for two weeks because of you? Yeah. That clown out of here, man. Because ain't nobody watching those CSU games for the rest of the year. Rest of the year. Like, you are a, a relevant team after that. Y'all had y'all That's, chance. 
That's why it confused me when Jay Norvell was like, yeah, you know, we tired of this ESPN stuff. I'm like, dude, this is your only exposure all year. All year. You go go back to local television on Channel 5 or something like. TJ Fallon, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Because if it happened to a Notre Dame receiver, you wouldn't feel the same way. No defensive receiver gets hit after the ball has hit the ground. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I mean, everybody, everybody that saw that was there when the play happened knew the whole world said it was a dirty play (laughs) the refs threw the flags the players said something they were all pointing at the dude like i'm gonna get you back like it was an obvious dirty call it was so dirty that when he did it he ran immediately over to the other side he knew what he did he ran like a cow ran away yeah he ran away he knew he messed up like it's just clown play is over play is over and you running full speed still. Why? And this fam, right. You running full speed. The ball is clearly uncatchable. The, your man is lockstep with Trav Hunter. So it's not like you had to try to rally to make a play. It was let not a that, play at all. Let that have been Rico Flores or Jaden Greathouse. Dude would have been, 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 been calling up the NCAA to, 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 to cancel man. to press charges on him or something. You know, crazy shit. Going crazy. Oh, my God. Oh my God! See, college football hates Notre Dame. That have been the roof, man. The heck out of here! That ain't football. I'm sorry. That ain't football. Notre Dame fans yesterday were trying to say the play that Sam Hartman got hurt on was dirty. Like they were literally trying to go there, like hard. Like, oh my God, that's a dirty play by the Central Michigan player. He's dirty. I'm like, fam, Rocco Spindler just got destroyed. Got, got destroyed. <laughs> he got destroyed. That's what happened. Don't be mad at seeing Don't be mad play. about it. Yeah. He got beat. And as a result of getting beat like that, like a drum, Sam suffered because of it. But that's that's a clean football play. A clean football play. It's a clear but distinction ew. between the two was also. Dude, he just, man, Notre Dame fans, I'm talking about they were going hard about that being a dirty play. I'm like, yo, fam, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> that's the perfect that's the perfect thing for Odo to tell you. I don't know what to tell you, man. That that looks pretty, it looks like a darn good play, but for, in my opinion, yeah, like it's something he's going to play on his highlight tape for the league, you know. Oh, heck yeah. Because, heck, you go to the NFL right now and you just see plays like that all the time. D-Lyman just, just de- like, Quentin Williams just destroys the dude in front of him like it's nothing and, and pushes him all the way back into the court. That's a great play. <laughs> it's just a great play. Mm-mm-mm. Let me catch my uh, breath for a second, bro. Mm. So, yeah, it's definitely one of those things where college football, I think, in general, is overlooking the matchups because a lot of big weeks, I mean, a lot of big games are this week. A lot. A lot of big-time games this week. So I do think that it's good that the teams that we're – really high on didn't lose because <laughs> it makes the games this week 
more special, more worth wanting to watch. And that's why I hope Colorado goes all the way undefeated until they play USC. And you got Shador versus Caleb in the biggest matchup since Deshaun and Lamar. <clears throat> and that was seven years ago. Hell, yeah. this might even be bigger than that. This it's might have big. more weight than that. It's pretty big. I'm from a from a QB QB matchup, it's probably the biggest in the last 20 years. Cause I don't remember, I mean, you know, Caleb who he is, Heisman, all of that. But Shador's attention is just an anomaly. You know, you flash in the roller, you got your own move now where you put the put the ice in the man face and you know, you, you got you, other you got, college football players doing it. Yeah, you got you got Rick Ross talking about we gonna call it the Shadur, the Shadur Sanders. The Shadur. And <laughs> I mean the fact that he got all these rappers and entertainers at the game like it's the club or something is in Colorado at that. It's not like he had Miami or Florida State. It ain't like he had USC or or these top Texas programs or nothing like that. This man is in Boulder, Colorado. It's like, by the way, if you have not watched <laughs> the thirty for thirty on the '90s Colorado football team and Dan McCartney, go listen to the black players talk about what Boulder, Colorado, was to them. Oh, straight up, it probably was like, yeah, they told all the stories. And so, like like Left just said, he's doing this in Boulder, Colorado. I mean, has has you would have thought it was an HBCU all over again. The fans were out. They said they made eighteen million dollars in one weekend. Wow. I mean, just to generate that amount of attention is why I think this is an anomaly. When you got Colorado versus USC, because it's it's never been nothing like it before. Never. Yep. Lucky Lefty Podcast. So you know, yesterday Notre Dame gave up two hundred sixty yards total deep on defense and seventeen points three in the second half without JD Tayout. Now, I don't know if you know this, Left, yeah, but it's crazy. <laughs> you know, anytime JD Tayow doesn't play, it's a massive loss. Massive loss. That's the exact word a massive loss. Massive. I don't know how massive that massive is. Which is, which is, if Sam Hartman's knee has been seriously hurt, that's a massive loss. Yeah. If Aldrich Estimate goes down with an injury, that's a massive loss. Massive. If J.D. Tayow is being considered as a massive loss, we have big problems at Notre Dame. Yeah, because that means we, we don't got have big problems. We got big problems at Notre Dame. Because the last I checked, the last two years, the problematic linebacking core, he was part of the problem. Now, we can sit up here, we talk about he had 82 tackles, he led the team in tackles. Yesterday, in his absence, Jack Kaiser had 10 tackles, six solos, one sack. In his absence, playing his position, 
But I didn't know Jalen Sneed getting into the backfield, having a clean shot at a running back and getting juked out of his draws. I didn't know. I didn't know that was because J.D. Tayow did but yesterday. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know missed tackles were because J.D. Tayow wasn't on the field. Because J.D. Tayow misses tackles in space. I don't know whether or not people know this. Even though he had 82 last year, he probably should have had 100. Yeah. She realized going into yesterday's game that J.D. Tayow had 13 tackles in three games. 13. He was tied with Howard Cross, the third. He was tied with a defensive tackle for tackles on the team at 13. Heck, J.D. Tayow might not be – no, matter of fact, he's not. You might make it to five players on defense that are better defense players before you make it to J.D. Tayow. You might. Yeah. But that's all preference. Some people might agree. Some people might not. What are you doing? That's my opinion. Maris is better. Howard Cross is better. Benjamin Morrison is better. That's three for sure. You're not wrong about that. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. But the first half and the 14 points was all because the player that gets us lined up. He's a massive loss because he gets everybody lined up. Mm. What? What good is it to get everybody lined up, but you can't tackle in space? Now, second half of last year, he played much better. Yeah. We commended him for that right here on this podcast. Yes, we did. Commended him for that. But sitting up and talking about he's a massive loss, man, stop. Stop. Y'all doing way too much. Yeah. You're doing way too much. Notre Dame had defensive players in position to make plays all first half. They didn't make the plays. Period. Period. Didn't make the plays, yeah. Left. Do you remember a player named Joe Schmidt? Oh man, do I? The guy that played against Clemson when they had Deshaun and had zero tackles and our safety had twelve. And he was in the middle of the defense. I remember that guy. Joe Smith, Has the, narrative, the narrative was put out there by Notre Dame. Same way the narrative's been, where did this come from? Like this whole, oh my God, like J.D. Bertrand gets everybody lined up. Where did this narrative come from? It came from Notre Dame. The same way the narrative came about Joe Smith. Oh, he, you can't, you got to have him on the field, right? Well, you got to have him on the field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when Joe Smith couldn't play 
and Niles Morgan had to come into that Arizona State game, you were there. You said it was quite possibly the hottest game you ever experienced, bro. No, it was ridiculous. You remember that? EG, EG brought the team back, and you guys almost won that game. And he threw that pick at the end. Yeah. He tried to throw the court yes. off. And I remember yes. that shit. And you guys basically gave the game away. We end up, it was, we was getting smoked. Yeah. Came back, should have won, and gave uh-huh. it back to him for sure. Yes. But, yes. that, but the comeback was about to be crazy. TJ, hey, TJ, look, t- fans, stop. Don't insult our intelligence. And don't, don't insult your own intelligence. It doesn't matter what sport you play. If the starters are healthy and they play, they're better than the backups. Stop. Stop with that. Let's not act like him missing doesn't matter. If a starter is missing, it's going to matter. But J.D. Bertrand is not a massive loss. And if he is a massive loss, there's a bigger problem at Notre Dame in that program. Ben Morrison is a massive loss. Thank you. You know, that's a massive loss. It may he may not be picking the ball every week, but it's still that's a, a massive loss. Yeah. It's a massive losses on that Notre Dame roster. He ain't one of them. Yeah, it's definitely on some raw. Yeah, we and because he's able to line everybody up, that's Shit. not a good enough reason. But us being able to run the football with all the backs, missing Aldrich is a massive loss. Absolutely. And we still got good running backs, and we still can do some things, but not having him is a massive loss. It's just what it is. <laughs> That's not a massive loss. And all I saw was this creation of J.D. Tayout by Notre Dame fans on social media yesterday. First half, 14 points. Second half, three. Three. Without J.D. Tayout. The massive loss. Defense looked pretty good. Without J.D. Tayout, defense gave up 267 yards. 267. Maybe they mean from like a team morale standpoint or something. Man, look here. Or maybe like, you know, on the sideline after the possession, you know, he's like helping them talk through the plays. or I don't know. Look here, bro. I had my timeline heating up until midnight with Notre Dame fans trying to defend how great J.D. Tayow is. He ain't been an All-American, has he yet? How great he is. Leadership. <laughs> right? Somebody they said leadership. The, they love throwing so, the intangibles Leadership. If he's such a great leader in his fifth year, why was the coaching staff asking him this spring for more leadership? You need to see more from a fifth-year senior? Y'all miss, hey, y'all can miss me with this, bro. I'm all over this. Yeah. Because the, the, what the narrative that they want you to believe, nah, I'm not going for it. I'm not. Sean don't like the glory boy and, stories. And if it's the case, we got a big problem in Notre Dame. It's a huge problem in Notre Dame. Huge problem. But you, it's not a problem because they always have done it. We had non-tackling Austin Collinsworth at safety when he shouldn't have been there. Had non-tackling Joe Schmidt in there that literally didn't make tackles and missed tackles. But they always hit us with these intangible things that we can't quantify. 
Oh, his impact in communication. Like, he the only one that go to practice and watch film. Oh, his leadership is That's unmatched. the problem. That's the problem. If he's the only one that can correctly get Notre Dame lined up in that program, there's a coaching problem. Yeah, no facts. That's why Starting I said with the guy that coaches the linebackers, that's your defensive coordinator. It's a coaching problem. If he's the only linebacker that can correctly get Notre Dame lined up, you have a coaching problem with Al Gold. That's the problem. Not in Notre Dame where all the players are so smart. Isn't that what Al Golden said in his introductory press conference? Oh, these guys are so smart here. Only so one dude smart. can line us up. Only one dude in the program can line us up. But this, we got a team full of smart players. Team full of eggheads. Wait a minute. Who was just telling the media and lauding Drake Bowen as a true freshman for knowing the playbook and being able to call out things? Who was just able to do that? Al Golden. But they want us to believe as a narrative that this is the only dude without him. Or we can't get lined up. We can't, we can't operate as a woe with us. We can't operate as a defense without JD Tayal. Of course, the media comes right into Marcus Freeman's press conference, low-hanging fruit question. Kind of struggled there in the first half on defense. How big was uh, J.D. Tao's absence? Maybe it's because he's a captain. The reason I brought up the Arizona State game, bro. You know what happened that game? Niles Morgan started the first half. He struggled. Remember that he struggled. Niles ended up with like 11 tackles, and the defense made stops in the second half. He gave us a chance. Yes. Do you know what else happened? Niles played the next week, and he was even better at calling the checks the next week. And he put out better production than Joe Smith. Guess what happened the next week after that? He oh, was yeah, even production. better. That's what people was mad about. Niles was producing more when he was in there. That's what people were mad about. And that the fact that he was producing over a guy that you're saying you can't line up without. It was always something that you couldn't see that made Joe better than Niles. It was some leadership or some t- uh-huh. intangible thing or some uh-huh. mentally tough, like stuff that you couldn't be like, Look at the stat sheet. Niles had 11. Joe had two. You know, why are we not playing Niles? Uh-huh. Oh, you got to have Joe in there because some he's got the heart of a lion. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. My point is, my point is, someone in the chat said we're 4-0. That's my point. We're 4-0. Notre Dame gave up 260 yards. 17 points, and Notre Dame fans are going crazy because we massively missed J.D. Tayout. Stop. Stop it. Because if that was the case, we should have lost that game because of not having him in there. Stop it. That would make it a massive loss. If you put Drake Bowen 
and JD Tao spot. He's going to get better each week and making the calls and making the checks. Will he make mistakes early? Yes. Just like JD Tao made mistakes early two years ago. But he was allowed to move. You know how many mistakes he's made that we had to sit back in Notre Dame fans and just say, he can get everybody lined up, but he can't tackle worth a darn. Not in space. He getting he getting guys motioning running backs out wide, one on one. We don't wait a minute. You remember the Fiesta Bowl? You remember that second half? Shit, I was thinking of uh, who was the team that did that with the running back? You remember? Wait, hold on, hold Toledo on, bro. Did that to us? Toledo, a motion running back all the way out. Yes. And then JD would go out with him. They throw a go route right on top. Yes. Right on top. Right, right on, on top. top. So you remember this though. Remember, remember the Fiesta Bowl? Remember how that defense in the second half just imploded? Oh, remember man. that? Spencer Sanders looked like Kayla Williams out there. <clears throat> and who was it? Who was it at the post game? Who was it? He prepared us really well. He had us ready for the high tempo. He had us ready. Like, it wasn't schematically. It was a little the little details of we missed tackles. We didn't win the 50-50 balls. Those little details, and we need to make sure we do that better, and it's on us. And going into the next season, I just want to make sure I focus on the fundamentals, the little things like finishing leverage tackles, not going one for one for blocks, just every little detail, just being able to enhance it. And then just being able to take that next step in leadership and be able to help this team become the team that we want to become. Bro, what are we talking about? Good question. What are we talking about, man? What are we talking about? Notre Dame did, Notre Dame did players did not make the plays in the first half. It was not because they didn't get lined up right. Notre Dame had plenty of opportunities to get sacks, recover fumbles, make big hits, make big tackles behind the line of scrimmage, and the players just didn't make the plays. Had nothing to do with the massive missing of one linebacker because he can communicate like none other in Notre Dame's program. Yeah. Stop falling for that narrative stuff, man. Stop. If you put Jack Kaiser in that position and allow him to play, by the third week, he can do what J.D. Bertrand does. If you give him time to go out and actually do it. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. Oh, like, do we understand what massive, what a massive loss is? Go ask the 2005-2006 Bears how much of a massive loss it was in week 13 to lose Tommy Harris to a pool groin. Go ask that defense how their defense drastically changed going into the playoffs. Go ask Agulier and Alex Brown how they didn't have one-on-ones anymore. Go ask that defensive line how big of a change going from Tommy Harris to Tank Johnson. That, that's that's a drop off. Hold on, Tank Johnson was nice though. You didn't think they, Tank Johnson was nice? Tank Johnson was a dummy taking an AK into a club though. Oh yeah, yeah, that was dumb. But I thought he was a solid little football player. He wasn't Tommy Harris. With him and Lance Briggs, that was he a good little. Tom, he wasn't Tommy Harris. <laughs> Lance Briggs was that deal. Him, Erlacher. You want to talk about massive loss? 
How about playing the Detroit Lions opening week without Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey? That's two. Ma- that's massive losses. That's two of them. The two featured players. That's a, that's a massive loss. Sam Hartman, if he had got hurt yesterday going into Ohio State, I wouldn't know. One, I forgot who it was that said in the chat that said when he saw that play, he puckered up a little bit. I'm sure you did. Steve Angeli versus Ohio State. But you all need to stop. Coming into this game, nobody was sweating bullets like, oh, man. Ooh, I don't know how we're going to do against Central Michigan because J.D. Tayow is not playing. Man, stop. Nobody was sweating that dude being out. Nobody was sweating that. Everybody not on the, ta- not on the talent level. From a prediction standpoint, we saw that we did the prediction show Friday. People still predicted that Notre Dame will hold in the three points, seven oh. points. Without him. Well, no one was sweating that dude missing a game. No. And now all of a sudden after the game, oh, my God. It's such a massive loss. No one else in the program, if no one else in the program can get people lined up, you have a coaching problem. And I don't think we have a coaching problem. But 266, seven yards later, let me say that again, 267 yards later, sounds like pretty good defense to me from a yard standpoint. Their quarterback was 10 for 20. Sounds like pretty good defense. 17 points, three in the second half. Sounds like pretty good adjustments to me. Jack Kaiser, Jack Kaiser filling in for that guy. 10 tackles, six solo, one sack. Pretty good day to me. Especially playing half a game. Jack Kaiser earning the stripes, man. Well, it's a massive loss, boy. Don't fall for it, man. We just gave you history. Concerning Niles Morgan and how they tried to make that narrative ring out in the 2014 season. And then all of a sudden, Niles Morgan, as a true freshman, went in and played. And by the time he got to the third week, nobody had ever even, no one even thought about Joe Schmidt ever again. And not still playing today. So shout out Niles Morgan, you know. Nope, never thought about him ever again. And Niles is still playing, communicating. What is he? He's a he's a he's a heart of the defense, you know. I don't know, man. It's one of those things, I guess. We don't do it. We don't act like he's a bum. We just don't sit up here and act like he's a great player. He's not a massive loss. He's not equal to Sam Hartman not playing. He's not equal to Aldrich Estime not playing. He's not He's not even in the top three players on defense. What are we talking about? That's not a massive loss. And it's an insult to yourself. No one has to tell you that if a starter is out, some things are going to change and they might not be as good. No one has to tell you that, but stop exaggerating because you don't like what you saw. Jalen no Sneed, Jalen Sneed constantly being in the backfield and constantly missing tackles has absolutely nothing to do with JD not playing. Zero. Zero. 
dumb penalties. Rough in the past after he's thrown the ball, Josh Burnham, has nothing to do with J.D. Bertrand. Nothing. And it continued a touchdown drive. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? That's the problem. Stop. Stop. If that's the case, we're in trouble next year. Because when he leaves, oh, Lord, who who's going to make the calls next year? Can he stay another year? Shoot. Who's going to make the defensive calls next year? J.D. Bertrand graduates. We're in trouble. Once again, you can take this. This is with his improved play last year that we committed him for at the end of the year. But once again, the man had 13 tackles and was tied with Howard Cross going into yesterday. Going into yesterday. That's right. Through three games. What are we talking about? What are we talking about once again? What are we talking about? What's the problem? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Now, I will say this. To lose him and DJ, both of your communicators, in the same week, I can rock with that. Yeah. But once but now, again. Because now, you, now you're missing reps and experience. And all but I don't, see, I don't see anybody saying DJ was a massive loss yesterday. But I saw a bunch of blown coverages on the back end that the majority of the time we don't see when DJ plays. But I don't see anybody saying DJ Brown was a massive loss yesterday. Massive. But you saw, but you saw him. He gets, he gets the safety line up, and he's always in the right spot. But nobody was saying DJ was a massive loss. No one. It's the same thing we talked about with that. Oh, Notre Dame. No one likes us. Everyone hates us. This network hates us. 
And Notre Dame is a college football gatekeeper. They are part of the decision-making at the top. Like, we do, we, what are we talking about? We fall for these narratives, man, that are just not true. They're not true. They're not true. And if that is indeed the case, and he's a massive loss, there's a bigger problem at Notre Dame. Yeah, because what are we doing? Are we not developing nobody? <laughs> it is crazy within the same week to laud a true freshman for being able to know the playbook back and forth and call checks at linebacker and then put out the narrative that, yo, it's a massive loss because he gets everybody lined up. What a weak excuse. Come on, man. We got to be better. If we were going into that Ohio State game with Steve Angeli as the quarterback. Don't put your money down. Don't put your money down. Talk talk to me. (laughs) Talk to me. Sam Hartman Hartman getting hurt is like Aaron Rodgers getting hurt for the Jets. A massive loss. Because now you got Zach Wilson in there. Now you know that's not what you plan on winning with this year. Boy, let Joe Alt go down. Let Joe Alt go down and left tackle. Man. Woo! Lord Jesus. <laughs> I'm praying right now, dude. I'm covering every irreplaceable player on this roster, bro. We need them protected. It's a fact. Let's close it out. Yeah, man. Greg, Lilo, everybody, A. Yeah. Yeah. That. I don't know how I would feel, boy, if we had to go into a game with Steve Angeli as a starting quarterback. I just don't know. And I'm sure my look. We would look like we would look like. I know my. I know my rant is gonna end up on the message board. Right. Don't care. I stand ten toes down. That's right. I'm sure I'll get a text or a phone call from somebody. Did you really say this? That's right. Dang right, I said it. And if you if you listen for clarity, it ain't a massive loss. (laughs) It ain't got it ain't got nothing to do with JD Bertrand. Yeah, because if it is a massive loss, that's the bigger problem. That's the bigger problem. If you thought that rant was about J.D. Bertrand, you missed the entire point of what I said. Because that would mean that we have, if he's a fifth-year senior and he's the only one getting this lined up, then what are the other four-year eligible guys doing? That's the crazy part. Like, dude, anybody can do what he does if they are able to do it multiple times in a game. Right. They will get the hang of it. 
they said nobody could do it but Joe Smith. And after two games, now Morgan just took off. Well, what do you know? Well, what do you know? Lucky Lefty Podcast. Who impressed you the most this weekend, Left? You up in Buffalo. Who impressed me the most? Yeah. I would say from a team standpoint, um, I thought on a college football level, Georgia impressed me from what we talked about earlier in terms of turning it on. Like they got another gear. When they decide they want to play, they going to pull something out the tank. That you're going to be like, man. <laughs> you're going to be like, man, that's too good. And I think that's a level to which we can be at. But next week is going to be a good determining factor for that because it'll be a, the biggest challenge we've had since, I don't know when, you know, I don't know when. So if we can turn on versus Ohio State, I think, that the other three, four games that we had would be, uh, what they call it, would be validated. Mm-hmm. It would be validated. This is it, bro. This is it. This weekend, hey, this is it. This weekend, all those excuses. This is it. This is why this Sam is- Hartman was brought here. This is why Marcus Freeman was made, made head coach. This is it. Yeah, this is why he was made head coach right here. And it's, that's how high the standard is at Notre Dame. You hire for two or three games of the year because all the mother is are must wins. And, and no question that we win it now. That's what he was hired for. So, so hey, we can only... It's a, it's a big game. We'll be talking about it all weekend. This game was so big, we got our uh, media packet from Notre Dame last night. That's how I knew it was a big game. We usually don't get the media packet until like Monday, right before the press conference. We got the media packet last night. Yeah. Like, yo. need to prepare. Yes, sir. <laughs> Because yes, this sir. is one of them ones. We got college, yes, game, college game day coming. You know. <clears throat> I, I'm going to withhold my love for Dante Moore until I see him against Oregon this week. Okay. Because, <laughs> you know, he he basically played like a half yesterday. He lit it up and then just sat. Right. UCLA was up so big. I can't wait to see him against Oregon, bro. Shoot, I can't wait to see a lot of the top matchups. He was committed to Oregon. Dillingham left. He left. I'm Man. Florida was impressive this week. Your boy Joe Milton, I told you. I told you. 
They're not going to replace him, though. That Cat Nico in the second half came out. They called a timeout. That Cat Nico had his helmet on. I was like, he close. That Cat Nico is close, boy. You know, the backup. They call a timeout. Backup doesn't have his helmet on. You know, he's standing there with the with the headphones on, you know, talking, listening. No, that cat Nico was standing right next to him with his helmet on, strapped up, like, what's up? The auto height did not get that man, Joe Milton. Oh, yeah, not not Oregon. Utah, Utah plays UCLA. I knew it was somebody. Either way, I, I'm I'm holding off until I see him play against this good team. Like, I already know he's a dude. But how how high of a dude can he be? Man. Woo, man quarterback man. playing in Pac-12, boy. Baker Mayfield beating y'all boys like that, man. No. And y'all brought up on jerseys. I don't care nothing about the Bears, though. I'm doing a I'm doing a post-game show in the middle of the game. What do you think? <laughs> do you think I care about the Bears? Man, they flash, they flash across the screen. The jerseys look good. The jerseys look good, man. But you're right, man. I think we haven't, we're not, we haven't suffered a massive loss. Let's put it like that. SD native. Uh, what what are you talking about What's specifically? The, yeah, what yeah, was the what the was narrative. the narrative? Is Brian Driscoll on TV on Irish Breakdown every day? Yeah, so I don't like what narrative did he put out? Oh, you just talking about in general? I, man. I don't get. I mean, I don't get that vibe when we talk. Like me and me and B Drisk had plenty of conversations on the phone where we disagree and go back and forth. <clears throat> And I don't, I don't get that. I speak. Yeah, Beatrice, man. I mean, and as far as uh, BBG should be coach, your opinion is your opinion, but I will counter that with saying. Mm, you're wrong. He's knowledgeable. Maybe you're speaking about him as a person, which I don't know if you really know him that well. But as far as his knowledge of Notre Dame, the program, and football, far from that, in my opinion. Now, you know, I know people get upset about him blocking people and you know. <laughs> hey, you can you can uh, talk about the moon. I don't have uh, to listen. I don't, I don't have anything to say. <laughs> I don't have anything to say to that. He is welcome to run his message board and his show. How you want to. The way he wants to. And then we run our stuff the way we want to. Uh-huh. <laughs> I 
Man, y'all take it easy on us journalists, man. We just trying to put out the best info for you guys and and try to keep it real, man. I think that's just the biggest thing. Because the over the overhypeness is what kills it, you know. Oh, somebody said the DJ at the game was lit. Who was the DJ? That's definitely an upgrade that's needed. Oh, we got a, a fan side DJ. Where is he placed at? Because they said, they said he was lit at the game. Please, please. That's a change. Yeah. Uh, Jay Frost, I don't know what you're talking about, man. We still haven't gotten to the loose balls first. Oh, he's talking oh, about as far as the fumbles. Fumbles, yeah. Hey, that, I don't know what's up with that. We're going to have to get him this week, though. I know that. Man, hopefully. <laughs> we definitely going to have to get him this week. <laughs> Shoot, man. Oh, Norm Kelly, you know, look, man, that, bro, that's life. Like I said, I already know. I already know what I said. You clipped you know, up. Clipped up on the message board. going to be on the message board. It is what it is, man. And, and like I said, if you think the rant was about a player, you missed the whole point. Is Justin Scott going to be at the game? Yeah, he's supposed, he's supposed to be there watching his boys. What side? What am I say? What side he gonna be on? Because I, you know, if I'm know the name, I ain't giving you a ticket. <laughs> what I what I heard <laughs> his comment was, "I'm I'm 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 coming to watch my guys." I don't know who his guys are. Yeah, who you guys? You got you know? Because I know you know both teams. You know, both both staffs. We'll do a little poaching. I know. He's probably he's a little upset because they've been getting smacked around this year. I'm with that. They've been getting smacked around this year. But I wouldn't put 100%. I wouldn't put 100% into him being there. I wouldn't. Oh, Okay. I wouldn't. I mean, Notre Dame's still recruiting him, but... Because we're going to put the pressure on him if he comes. No, if Notre Dame wins... It should change a lot. If Notre Dame wins Saturday, it goes a long way to getting him to campus, in my opinion. It's almost like I need to see it. But his reason, man, is of why he's trying to go there is is one of the things why we talked about today. You know, we uh, he want to go play with guys that he that's better than him, and guys that's coming in that are highly recruited just like him. We got to figure that part out. You know, so even with us winning, I think it, does it answer the question? Mm-hmm.
Jay says, uh, as we get ready to get out of here, the coordinators can't show their hand a week before the big game. So, of course, the players didn't play up to par with a CMU squad. But don't get it twisted. Next week, this Indy squad will get prepared. Well, Jay, that's two consecutive weeks of them not playing up to par. So, I don't know about that. And Al Golden showed darn near everything yesterday. He did too much. Yeah, it's like, what are you doing? Man? Yeah, the whole 30 minutes about him not playing basic against a team. We yeah. do too much. Again. Like, shoot. They keep talking about your home studio, which people, his home studio is at the bottom of the necessities, bro. My man got two kids, a household, and a significant other, bro. And man ain't thinking about no home studio. Listen, I'm gonna get it right. And and, 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 and the show and the show is just fine. If I know they get better about my studio. If it gets it right. better, his mic gets better. Fine, y'all hear you hear Malik just fine. <laughs> now nah, I'm gonna get it right though. I uh, oh, dude. I just moved and everything, so you know we gonna get right. Like he's munching, but if he was munching in a studio, the munch would be even worse. What a baby munching! If so, the baby was munching, then <laughs> if you had a, a studio, it would be worse. You would hear it even more. So I know we're good. People just like to. That's that's the Notre Dame way, nitpicking. Whether it's players, the offensive line, that's the Notre Dame way. Shoot. Matter of fact, that's our third member. We might have to start cutting him a check. Put him in the production credits or something. Man. <laughs> Give him a production credit. That's our dude. <laughs> Do you guys have any more questions, man? Because we're about to let you guys go. Man, say a prayer for uh Cal. What's his name tonight? Cal is it Cal Wilson? Is that his oh, name? Zach Wilson. Zach, Zach Wilson. I'm sorry. They playing right now. We're playing right now. Yeah, say a prayer for him. Cowboys. <laughs> that defense yeah. going to eat him up. Yeah. 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 And last but not least, last but not least, um, I know a lot of y'all midway through the fourth quarter of that game last night had your tweets ready. You know they did. They put him in a draft, though. But Shadur <laughs> Sanders is that dude. Hi, Dad. He's just a dude that lets you know that he's a dude. He's, he's a dude. He's a dude. Two-yard line. All right. That dude said it was time to go to Brady mode. And then got a retweet from Tom Brady. From Tom Brady. There you I go. Said, oh, I said, it's a wrap, <laughs> I said, I'm done. I'm done. 
you know what was the funniest thing in the world? That I probably would have done the same thing, man. That cat Shador does not play when it comes to his pops, bro. Oh, no, he loves his dad, for sure. That, that sure. mark ran to the center of the field to make sure he was Just to there. make sure Jay Jay Norbell didn't make, say nothing crazy. Hey, he was waiting for Jay Norbell to say something crazy. It was about to be on. He was about he to was let that right dude there, know. Like, say something. I dare you. I said, man. Like, I dare you to say something. And he walked away kind of like, what What? What Dion say to him? Because he kind of walked away like, yeah, all right. I want to know. So, you know how that goes. Yes. Colorado State has some pretty decent receivers, though. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, they just... I think uh, with a team like Colorado State, they don't have that. They don't have what Colorado has on that belief factor. You know, week in, week out, that energy of we are the team that is coming in and taking over. But they got talent. Heck yeah. But they don't have that. Why? So why? Orton showing up. Orton is the best, and then uh, number uh, number four, oh. Wilson. I don't know why they stopped going to him because he got loose for the first three quarters. Hoyker is a man. He's a pretty good tight end. They got some pretty good talent, man. The young quarterback is decent. Yeah, the quarterback wasn't bad. Yeah, obviously the the, the head coach is awful because they're an undisciplined team. Right. 16 uh -huh. penalties. You know, he's clapping after personal foul penalties. Like, it's all yeah. good. Like, no, nah, that's not good. Like, man. Mm. And then the, on the uh, Kamara, on the defensive side, he's, he was a beast all night. Oh, yeah. He was nice. Yeah. That Colorado left tackle was in trouble. Man. <laughs> we had him in the mixer like oh boy and and i forgot shador poked the dude in the eye remember that i i i i, I didn't see it i saw it on my and that man poked him right I in his eye i have to check it out <laughs> yeah he's like yeah. that Shadur would have poked me in my eye. It would have been some slow singing and flower bringing. Like, bro, <laughs> you, you got a problem coming for you now. Um, <laughs> um, he already held. I mean, he already held uh, the watching the one dude face. Stuck yeah. on him with the attack. That's how you supposed yeah. to do. It. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a problem. The first problem I see is that inside the five, they can't run the ball in. That's that's the problem. That's mm. that's gonna come back. That's going to come back to bite them real soon. Colorado, because you can't depend on like Shadur making plays inside the five and ugh. you don't want to lean on that. No, no. No. Your your Bengals 0-2 left. Bro, listen. Hey, bro. 
Joe Burrow will be fine. They played a great team in Baltimore because nobody ever wants to give Baltimore credit when they win 10 games every year since they got them I think the entire NFC North lost it. Lost this week. Everybody. NFC North. Who's NFC North? The Vikings lost. Oh, yeah, the Bears lost. The Lions lost. The the Packers lost to to the Falcons. The Bears lost to the Bucks. And the Lions lost. Every team in the NFC North lost. NFC is not a strong division like the AFC, though. Uh, First of all, I told you that division was horrible. Yeah, division, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The whole division. Boy, I tell you, I tell you one thing. Chris Jones made a difference, didn't he? Oh, you, go from, you give up 27 points to the Lions and nine points to the Jaguars on the road. That's a now that's a now that's a massive difference. And they got Kelsey who scored the touchdown. Did, wait a minute, did man, did I like predict Illinois was going to the Rose Bowl or something? Like, I'm 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 confused, bro. Like, people keep asking me to comment on Illinois. I picked Penn State to win the game. Like Drew Aller. But I knew it was gonna be tough for Illinois once I found out that uh they, they got all their guys drafted. Devin Witherspoon was drafted. Oh no, my boy, my boy Jazan uh Johnny Newton was getting busy over. Oh yeah. Johnny Johnny Newton was getting busy on them dudes yesterday. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was getting Is busy. that number two for you guys that, running back? Number, number four. The defensive tackle. Oh yeah, he got busy yesterday. Yeah, he got busy. He got busy. They do. They don't have a quarterback. Malik Elzy. Hey, my boy Malik Elzy from Chicago got his first touchdown yesterday. Oh, the receiver. Yeah, we didn't recruit or something like that. Yeah, we recruited, but he wasn't good enough. They like he's, he's not that fast, right? Yeah, he's not. He's a big. Top. He's like he's a big, he would have been what Tobias was, but fast, right, or something like that. No, he doesn't have that much speed, you know. But he's a big physical receiver. Shout out my and, and Carnell had his first touchdown yesterday. Yeah. Doma Wap, they do. Uh, two words: Luke Altmaier. Until they saw the quarterback situation. That program is, and uh, Barry Lunny Jr. is a terrible offensive coordinator. He's awful. Mm-hmm. He's uh, left. He's awful. Mm-hmm. He's he is awful. See what you had last year is he had um, a thing uh, a a veteran quarterback that was subpar, but he had. A great offensive line, a great running back, and that was pretty much it. And I mean, they were running the ball for like 160 a game. So they went play action off of that, and things happened. But this this is the same Illinois offense that had a 9 6 game against Iowa last year. 
and lost to Mississippi State in a bowl game. So. Yeah, I don't know about that. No. Man. It is awful. Somebody, people keep hitting me up about Phil Jakovic. Which is funny. <laughs> like, because we never lauded Phil Jacoby because he was a great quarterback, or he, we were like, yo. Yeah, no, we, uh, <laughs> let's just say Phil had interesting insight to certain people that kind of permeated throughout the alumni base and uh, upset. A certain segment. <laughs> hey, I would, you know what? As much as I would like to, like, pour gasoline on the Tommy Reese fire right now, bro. That Alabama offense was struggling before Tommy got there. They had Bill O'Brien. Now you know how Bill O'Brien is, so. Thank you. The only thing that saved that offense last year was the quarterback. That's it. That's it. If Bryce Young wasn't quarterback last year, this offense would have looked the exact same. Matter of fact, the one, the one game he was hurt and Jalen Milrow had to play against Texas A&M, you saw exactly what Alabama football was without Bryce Young. Said Irish, I don't have a problem with Bama struggling. I tried to tell people a couple of years ago, everything is in cycles. And the Nick Saban era eventually has to come to an end, bro. It eventually has to come to an end. As dominant as he's been, he can't be at the top forever. Eventually, he's going to, and his program is going to suffer. And they are suffering right now, boy. Mm-hmm. They are suffering. Even their fan base don't know how to act. Man. Hey, they student sections don't know how to act. They're not used to that. So. I am not going to be on campus Saturday night. Left will be here in Chicago with me, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I get there Thursday. So left will be here with me after the NIU. Is it a night game at NIU? Uh yeah, probably. I think I gotta check it. Let me check that schedule. And now you versus Tulsa. Oh, they play Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Cause Tulsa's in the new they they switch over to Tulsa just got banged by Oklahoma yesterday. Yeah. No, that's an eleven AM kickoff, bro. Yeah. Yeah, so that means Left and I will have our tails in fr- at a bar in front of a TV. 
Yes, we will. Because <clears throat> left will be done around two or three. Yep. And then, uh, man, there's some good games. I mean, shoot, we got to find somewhere good, man. We got all the good games at night, too. I guess if you're done around two or three, we actually could drive down. Or I can come back to Chicago because I'm leaving out of Chicago. I would come your way right That's after. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I thought we were just power. Yeah, right? we would just we would just kick it and watch it at a bar. You know. Yeah. By the time you wrap up, it'll be about three. Mm-hmm. Hop on the road, grab a bite to eat out in the western burbs. Are we we uh we play at night, don't we? Yeah, they play at six thirty. Perfect. Six thirty. So that's perfect. Yeah, it's gonna be a good little time. So if you get here Thursday, they'll probably have you staying out in the western suburbs. Yeah, somewhere close to the school. Uh, I'll be over there. And then um Oh, they have you staying in DeKalb. DeKalb is built up now, boy. They got some nice eating spots. Oh, it's nice over there? Yeah, they got some nice eating the, spots. I thought it was still the boonies. You know? Oh, it's in the boonies. <laughs> they just built like, it up. You go through the boonies and then pop up like, here we are, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's in the boonies, but Northern Illinois has a good... It, Northern Illinois is a very sneaky party school. Oh. Very sneaky party school. It's a lot of people from Chicago, public schools that end up going there. Mm. So, you know. Northern Illinois. You would think. Yeah, Northern Illinois can be lit when it wants to be. When it wants to be. All right, bro. We'll be back to talk Marcus Freeman's press conference tomorrow. And you right. know what? Hey, you know what time it is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's time to take off some Buckeye fans. All week on social All media. All week. All yeah. week. All week. I'm ready. Man, Notre Dame fans get at their heads. Yeah. All yeah. week. We had some Buckeye fans in here earlier talking about 14 point win, all that stuff. I don't know how they they're averaging less than 30 right now. Man, look. They're averaging less than 30 points a game. I'm not worried. Look. Ain't nobody worried about their a little average. <laughs> they gotta find a way to score over 35 to think about anything with us. Cause right now I'm like, oh, we putting up 40. I don't care how it happens. Yeah. 40, 40 is going to be on the score. So if they, and they haven't scored 40 all year. So I don't know how they're going to, you know. I but, think they, oh, no, nah, bro. They all, they put up almost 60 yesterday. Against uh, West Kentucky? Yes. <laughs> it was close in the beginning. No, nah, bro. They had like 35, 40 at halftime. It was oh I got on the I got on the flight like right right when it was like seven to three. Yeah. I got on the flight, so I'm like, oh they what's Kentucky gonna give them everything they can handle. Nah, boy. Nah. Now nice. <laughs> wide receivers got loose yesterday. 
Oh, okay, okay, yeah. yeah. I got Marvin and, and Carnell got loose yesterday. There we go. Well, you know, we got better DBs, so let's see how it go. Yeah, because I at first I saw the score like you said, like you said, I saw the score and I'm like, oh man. I'm like left covered West Kentucky and they they played pretty decent week one. Week one, yeah. Yeah. But you know, Ohio State got talent. So that's gonna be apparent at some point. See, but the key coming to this game is inexperienced quarterback and Ryan Day. Yeah. <laughs> Who, right. who never runs the ball in big game. Fine. I guarantee you coming out first quarter, Ryan Day is going to be trying to get deep shots. 100%. You, we already know. We'll dig into it this week. But you, we can use Ryan Day to our advantage. Yeah. If we he do gonna, the right he, thing. He's going to throw it right into what we what we want, you know. He's going to play right into our hands because we don't think they can throw it. They think that we can't cover. So it's going to be one of those games where we're going to be testing the styles of the fight, you know. Well, that's good to hear. That's good to hear that they've been prepping for us. You better believe Notre Dame's been prepping for them. He's getting started, yeah. Yeah. I need it. Get that. I don't just need Cam, I don't just need Cam to tighten up. I need everybody to tighten up. I need the pass rushes to tighten up. Gabriel Rubio comes back. I need the linebackers to tighten up. It's going to be a game to remember for sure because, you know. And only, only because of Notre Dame fans. That cat J.D. Tayow better play the game of his life. He better play the game of his life. The way the way y'all talked yesterday, need to be a massive better, help. He better play the game of his life. His life, and because of the fans, not because of him. Y'all fans put that expectation on. <laughs> Lucky Lefty Podcast question of the day: As we get ready to head out. If Notre Dame does not get the job done, will you be upset, disappointed, or hurt? Or all of the above? If we don't get them now, I mean, shit, I don't know when we're going to get them. Man, left. You might be right. This is the year that, I mean, because, I mean, come on, man. No excuse.
Right. Notre Dame usually does not go into these games with the advantage of quarterback. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You got the yeah. I agree with you. Man, we appreciate you guys. That's the post-game show. Malik's three keys. We covered those, how everything went. Gave out the team grades. We gave the coordinators. And then Sean Davis, I just had to let loose a little bit, man. I'm sorry. That's right. You're going to be on the message boards answering them later. Yeah, I had to let loose, man, because I, I, I just can't do low-hanging fruit in narratives, man. I, I just can't. We got a better football program than that. All right. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday evening, man, and spend it different.